what are your priorities? What is what is going to bring you real joy? Like, and then what's your plan to make it happen? And then you make a plan, right? And then you got to track it though. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like you're, you're bringing up the meal plan. Welcome back to the Max Your Dash podcast. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing. I am your host, Steve, with my co-host, Nate, and Mark. We are filming our first video episode. This is exciting. Bear with us, guys. We're newbies with this, but now you can see our faces and not and not just the voice. It's exciting. Are you guys excited? I am. Do you Re- think it's okay to have my cups right here? Dude, I think that might be fine. All right. Do you think Mark's a little nervous? I, I heard that the camera puts on 15 pounds. So. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, this has been uh, this has been in the works for a little bit. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see like how this progresses from our first episode right now. Because Mark said, remember, he listened back to our very first oh my episode God. and how different the audio was and stuff like that. So it's it's cool to see how, how far we've come. But hopefully this is a better way for you guys to consume the content um and hopefully we we like doing it this way too so was, when did what was the the date of the first podcast it was like two was, years ago it was really close to like right around the new year of yeah like two years ago. yeah we did it in january of of two years ago and we did like a goal setting episode which i think mm-hmm. still is our most listened to episode really hmm Stack brick. Uh, stack that. Yeah, stack the bricks or lay <laughs> lay the brick or yeah. Um, but we got some cool stuff planned today, and I would say we have a lot of cool stuff planned moving forward. Like we want to. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. We want to yeah. be doing more episodes. We want to be doing it like every other week. Yeah. Instead of once a month. Yes. So we're gonna be moving a lot of our content to just this format, guys, because we think it's the best way for you'd interact with us, but also for us to just be pushing out educational and content that we want to do, but also that we think mm-hmm. is going to be helpful, educational and stuff like that. So we're, we're excited about it. Yep. Um, you're probably going to be, you can still listen to it on Spotify, Apple music, but we will be posting like the actual long form video on YouTube. So if you're watching this, you're probably watching this on YouTube. And then there will also be clips on Instagram as well. Um, so we're going to be doing a lot of short form content, but the entire podca- podcast is going to be on YouTube as well. Are we live right now? We're we're literally live we're not, right now. Live. Should we go live? We go live, like the on air button. So guys, fun fact: it's called Stack Your Wins, No Bricks, February second, twenty twenty one. February second, twenty twenty one. So it was two years ago. I said uh, no bricks because uh, Nate in that episode says brick by brick. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Just gotta brick by brick. Small wins. That's what it is. Keep stacking. That's what we're about. Mm-hmm. No big wins here. Yeah. No, uh, we, we said this. Uh, I think in that episode, and it's funny that Mark messaged us about how much better the audio is. And I was saying this from the beginning. Like, I don't care that we don't have the perfect equipment day one or all yeah. that stuff. We have to just get started, and as a result. You just get moving and look in the direction, and then you make it better, and yeah. you make it better, and you make it better, and hopefully in two years from now, yeah, get this will be even better. A thousand balloons. Hell yeah. Um, 
All right, before we get into today's ep- episode, let's do Maxter Dash moments. If you're new here, in the beginning, we talk about our Maxter Dash moments or the moments we were the happiest since the last time we did a podcast. Do you guys want me to go first? Sure. Um, you guys are in a lot of my Maxter Dash moments. So, <laughs> but when we, me, you, my buddy Phil, we all went out, um, got some food and a couple of drinks, and that was fun. You guys know me; I'm not. Don't really do much too much so when i get to hang out with you guys and my friends it's fun so that was cool and like slowly working that back into your life so, slowly <laughs> a little bit yeah it's definitely stuff that's much needed but that that was fun mark you go um well if you know me you probably know i'm a bourbon collector <clears throat> started uh that was one of my let's call it a COVID casualty for me my budget um, started collecting bourbon really during uh, during COVID, and Pappy Van Winkle is a really big collector. And uh, this year, I finally got my hands on a 15 year. So in the past couple of years, I got a 10 year and a 12 year. This year, I got up to the 15 year. What percentage uh, of people that drink bourbon do you think have that bottle? Oh, why don't you put that just on this? I would say. I would say 1% or less, maybe, somewhere in that neighborhood, especially because it gets hoarded and, you know, then never gets actually sold. 1%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, so it's a single release every year, very limited quantities, and people don't put it on the shelf. Were you, what, what, what when you were like a kid, did you, co- what were those cards that people would collect? Pokemon? Pokemon? Were you like a Pokemon collector? What cards were you <laughs> You know, that's a, that's a sore subject because they're worth money now. I definitely did, and I have not a clue where Absolutely, they are. dude. They definitely got thrown away. Sports cards, all of them, thrown away. So the, the Pappy Van. Mm-hmm. So what is that the equivalent to in Pokemon cards? Like a Charizard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's, I mean, I could probably sell it for like Two grand, twenty five hundred dollars. What? It's like a, I've spent two. Wait, the Charizard card or the Van Winkle? The Van, the Van Winkle. <laughs> the Van Winkle. Happy fifteen. I could probably get. I, I'm That's pretty cool. Two thousand twenty five hundred, and I retail. I think I pay like two, two hundred and fifty bucks, three hundred bucks, something like that. So they weigh, weigh. If you ever see it on the shelf, you'll never see it for less than like two grand. Dude, that's crazy. Um, I didn't know it was like that. It's, it's just because, because it's super allocated. There's not a lot of it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Nathan. A lot, a lot of hype out of it. Hmm. Heard that. So mine is not a happy moment, but there's an important lesson in this conversation. So unfortunately, this past week, uh, we lost our family dog that we've had for going on 11 years. And it's it's interesting because <clears throat> we talk about Max or Dash stuff all the time. And it was... It, it was like really hitting home for me during this week, like how important it is and how many times in our lives, like a friend reaches out and they want to hang out or you want to go see your parents, but you like make excuses not to do things because it's just easier to maybe sit on the couch and watch the new golf documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that, when you lose that loved one and you realize that you don't get the opportunity to go hunting again with my dog or whatever, it really hits home like how important it is to prioritize like those moments you know like when someone invites you to go hang out or whatever just do it yeah because you never know you know if that's the last time that you'll get um so it's not a happy moment but it was like a really important lesson yeah. that ties into what we're talking about today and if you're a dog person you know how important those 
little animals are to yeah. your life. So it's it's been a tough tough week, but really hit home for me like the importance of what we preach and talk about <coughs> with this whole Maxer Dash stuff. Yeah, you did say that being able to go hunting with Miller one more time. You mm-hmm. should even just hawk them down. <clears throat> yeah, dude, and you get you get so busy, right? We we had Grayson and there was definitely days where I could have gone for a hike with him or yeah. gone hunting or something and I just didn't because I didn't and then you realize like, oh shit, I'm never yeah. gonna be able to do that again. That sucks. So I think it's a good reminder for everybody, like, just do it. Yeah. That's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. We thought that our first video episode, I thought it would be, we thought it would be great to talk about the Dash. What is the Dash, Dash Capital Advisors? What is Max Your Dash? If you guys are avid followers of us on social media, you'll see hashtag Max Your Dash everywhere. That's why we got a giant blue sign of it behind me but we're going to talk about that today because that is really the reason why we do everything and that was a perfect segue from um what nate said so if you guys don't know why we're called called dash capital advisors this is the episode for you <laughs> um we also did an episode about uh, on this about like two years ago so it is well well past due that we do this yep um so why don't Nate, should we just read the poem? Tell them where it comes from first. Yeah, let's do a quick, let's do a quick background on that. So, um, there's a poem out there called "The Dash Poem" by Linda Ellis that probably a lot of people have heard maybe um, along the way in life. It's really powerful. It oftentimes will get read at like funerals and things like that. And um, you know, we were exposed to it in different parts of our life. I know for myself, the first time I ever heard it was um, from my uncle who used to always talk about it, but um, the poem is amazing. I think we'll probably read it. Yeah, today. let's read it. Um, but when we launched Dash Capital Advisors, you know, the reason we call ourselves Dash Capital Advisors is because of this poem and what it's what it means. And we believe that there's just a, a huge intersection between the meaning of the Dash and financial planning. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but I think maybe just read it. Read it. Let's get into it. Yeah, if you guys, um, we encourage you to go read it yourself. Like you're going to listen to it here in a second, but actually reading and reflecting on it is is very powerful, like Nate said. But Nate, go ahead. All right, the Dash poem. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears, but he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? It repeats that (laughs) for you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash? There's two stanzas here in, in between those two. It says, if we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel. 
and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. Mm. Um, we were just talking about before this. We always, on our Max Your Dash Friday posts, in the very beginning of the caption, this is the, I don't know if you guys like read those every time, but I use this this part of the poem every time. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. Which is just, it's a great line. Mm-hmm. You, I, I feel like I haven't read that. Like, you don't, I haven't actually read or heard that, like, in a while. You, you yeah. definitely get chills from reading it, yeah. like, hearing it. Mm-hmm. I've had it on my fridge at least since we started Dash. It's probably when I put it on there, Yeah, I would think. It's getting a little bit raggedy. I might have to get a new, print a new copy, <laughs> of, it, copy of it. So what <clears throat> is the Dash they're referring to in the poem? Or Linda's referring to in the poem. Mark, you answer it. That would be the little line between the year that you were born and the year that you die. Uh huh. The dash. The dash. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, says, I mean, um, I don't know if this is a good thing necessarily for me mentally, but the, the part of the end, like, would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash? I probably shouldn't care so much about what people have to say about me, but I, at the same time, it's also important to me for, like, mm-hmm. For people, like whatever they would say, I would it's want that to prefer be a, to be. Good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, agree. I think it's. I think people like to say stuff like, "I don't care what people think about me." I think that's mostly not probably actually true. I think at the end of the day, we are human beings and we're social creatures, and we care about the people in our lives. Yeah. And like, I think that's the thing that we try to do here at Dash Capital is to get people to recognize and prioritize the things that actually matter. Like the line in there about it's not about the cars, the cash, the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when you're on your deathbed, are you really thinking about the clothes you used to wear? Yeah. You know, probably not. No. You're probably thinking about the time you spent with yeah. your loved ones and some really amazing yeah. experiences you had, right? Yeah. So, Although, you know, maybe if someone's saying about me, I was, like, the best-dressed person ever. <laughs> Not, like, a bad thing. Do you, you know that Mark guy? He always looked yeah, good. Yeah. No, but that is that is literally the slogan, what Max Your Dash means. It means live your best life in the layman's terms, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, live a life of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And our mission is to help our clients do that. And being financial planners for so long, we know how living your best life is tied in to financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really what we want to talk about today is like, how does financial planning go hand in hand with living the life that you want to live? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might be thinking, oh, well, so I can buy what I want to buy. That could be part of right. it. Right. But yeah, like, yeah, there's more to it than just that. And you get the sarcastic people will be like, we'll get a text that's like, you know, they're buying something stupid. And it's like, I'm maxing my dash. Like, that's not, it's it's not about irresponsibly spending all of your money on mm-hmm. anything and everything that you want mm-hmm. or can do. And Nate always bring, Nate has always said this though, and we've talked about this in multiple episodes, is aligning your values with, with, with your purchases. With and your if money. you do that, it's completely okay to spend your money. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. goes like perfectly with maxing your dash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's, the biggest point of it is, and what we want to be doing as a firm is, is we want to be doing a great job helping our clients identify what their values are and what their true priorities are. 
and then aligning their money to be doing more of that. Like that's to me what we're trying to accomplish with our relationships with our clients. And I think a lot of people, Steve, you and I talked about this a lot when we were down in Florida, like how many people in their careers like get exposed to goal setting and all the stuff that we are doing all the time. And I think we take that for granted that we always have goals. We always have a vision. We always are, we always build out a plan to do it. And um, so we're oftentimes living with so much purpose each and every day, but a lot of careers don't necessarily expose you to that training that we've been exposed to for, for me for almost 15 years now. This is a really good chance that like my parents have never done that one time in their life. Like literally wrote down goals. Literally. (laughs) How crazy is that? Yeah. That, um, so literally step one is, is like finding, like being clear mm-hmm. on what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in Florida a little bit too. And we always talk about this is like, how, how many people do you think actually know that? Like have sat down and like thought about like this, I am doing this when I'm the happy, I'm the happiest when I'm doing this because that is like step one mm-hmm. of doing that is you have to know that. Yeah. You have to know that. And then. And then, like, how are you trying to do more of that, mm-hmm. right? But there's another part of this, which is, like I said earlier, I think there's just such a great intersection with this this poem and what it means in, in financial planning. Like, unfortunately, money stress is some of the worst stress that you can have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's way up there in the list of things that create depression for people. Um, and so having good a financial plan and feeling like you actually have financial security already is accomplishing a lot of the meaning behind the dash. But then when you take it a step further and it's like, okay, I have great financial security and I have clear goals and a vision for my life and I have a financial plan to bring those things forward. That's what, that's the magic sauce we're trying to get to. But financial like security is so important, you know, and everyone's definition of that can be different, but like, man, when you have money stress, it's terrible. What is worse than that? Dude, I always ask in meetings, like when I'm first meeting with someone, I always ask, what do you think your life would be like if you didn't worry about money at all? And every time, it's almost like they let out like a scoff, like mm-hmm. that could never, they'd be like, yeah. oh. Literally, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people, like I have, they feel like, like they oh. don't have control over right. that or something. Yeah, exa- Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. They're like, oh, I mean, it, it feels like a, they, they say it almost as if it's like a dream, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I mean, I couldn't even imagine that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Yeah, there was, there was this amazing, I, we got to find this. There's like a video out there that breaks down basically like for your average life expectancy, how many hours in your life you spend sleeping, how many hours you spend working. And then like it, it ends up getting to how many hours you have left over to do things you enjoy doing. And uh-huh. it's like a crazy small number of yeah. your entire life of hours. Yeah. And I, yeah, I feel like most people are, they might be in jobs that like kind of make them miserable, but they feel victim to that paycheck. And they're like, they, they don't have a plan to ever change that. Mm-hmm. And like, Mark, I feel like we get into some fun conversations with some of our clients where we're trying, we're actually trying to encourage them to like how they can you know, semi-retire, like mm-hmm. meaning you don't have to grind it anymore mm-hmm. in your job that has all this stress. You can go cut greens at a golf yeah. course and be outside all day because that's what you want to be doing and mm-hmm. actually be financially secure. Yeah. Yeah, we got it messed up pretty bad in this country, I think, with working five days a week, two days off. That, that's like, 
Should be a yeah. like four and three at a, at worst case, but and we're 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 in the grind of it right now as young parents, right? Like mm-hmm. you get home, and you're you're you yeah. you worked all day, yeah. You get home and now it's like I gotta take care of my son. I gotta we gotta feed him. We gotta get yeah. him to bed. And then it's eight thirty nine o'clock and you're exhausted and you don't even like when do you have time to think about your right. goals and your vision and your what you're gonna do for yourself? Yeah, it's almost like dude, as you get older. It, it becomes harder and harder to be more intentional with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way that you do this is you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. Yeah. And you, you have to prioritize having the conversations like we do with our clients. I think that's one of the maybe understated value adds of, of financial advisors, like pulling you out of your treadmill of life to actually think about mm-hmm. life. Like, like that's, that's a lot of value in itself to, yeah. to do that. Um, yeah, I'm, I would be curious. Like, obviously, the clients that we're our clients, we do that with all the time. But like the people who aren't, maybe you are working with an advisor, but you're not. They don't do it like we do it. Like, what do they ever take that time? Probably not, right? What does the people just ever take the time to sit down and think about that stuff? And I, I just think yeah. like you're right. Like, you what said, makes like you last happy? night, I got home at quarter to six, and I felt really guilty. It was like. I had like an hour and fifteen minutes to hang out, and really, that's like a rough hour if you're if you have a young kid. Like <laughs> from five forty-five to seven is not the best time, especially on a daycare day. Um, pure chaos, but um, <clears throat> but like you you yeah you get that guilt kind of feeling, and that that comes from I, w- I would say lack of intention on my side. I think bad planning. Right, but dude, it's almost <laughs> it's so hard for you guys to be intentional, and for a lot of our listeners. And the, think about how many people are just are doing what you guys are doing, and mm-hmm. I hear what you guys are have like going on in any given day, and mm-hmm. it's like if you're not someone who's constantly thinking about this stuff, which Nate you do, and it's still hard probably for you to be intentional mm-hmm. about it. Literally last night, Nicole and I talked about goals for the first time in forever, and I'm like a goals junkie. Yeah, and I I was I thought of it yesterday morning. I was like. We need to do that. So I just text my wife and I was like, tonight we're going to, after we get Grayson down, we're going to go through this goal setting tool that I've. Explained. You almost have to like rip a shot of espresso to do that. By, by the time <laughs> you're, you're exhausted. Yeah. By the time you're yeah. at that point where kids asleep, now it's like, all right, well, let's decompress. Like there's times when like Lindsay and I'll be sitting on the couch and it's just, the TV's not on. It's just dead silent. We're mm. both sitting on like opposite ends of the couch yeah. staring at our phone or something mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. But um, you're just dead. Like, it took us forever to even get to talking about Enzo's birthday party because by the end, the, literally, like it's like, all right, goes to sleep. It's yeah, like we don't want, don't to want it. About you guys are really making the case for me to ever want kids. No, because they're the best too. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, that's why. That's why I'm saying. Like on the weekdays, it's really sad to think about. You might have one to two hours with your kid, and it feels mm-hmm. like really bad. Yeah. So it's, it is ultimately, obviously, that means I want. Are you turning into a softy? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, but the thing, the thing is, is like. So how easy is it to just slip through life caught up in how fast-paced everything is? Mm-hmm. Days so go easy. by, weeks go by, yeah. months go by, years go by, and then you're not planning right. intentionally for what really you want to do. And then that has a compounding effect. Like I brought up, we were talking about this episode um, a week or so ago, and like something that if you were my advisor, you were asking me these dash questions, I would tell you the most, one of the most important things I could accomplish in my life 
would be buying a hunting property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so meaningful to me, and I, we don't need to go into why, but it is so meaningful to me. Five years ago, I was not prioritizing my finances in a way to put me in the best possible situation today to pull the trigger on that because mm-hmm, right. I wasn't even, I wasn't intentionally planning out that. You know what I mean? So like we have to get our clients to recognize those true priorities because in your day-to-day life, when you get home and your kid's running around and you're tired and you're busy, whatever, mm-hmm. every, you're missing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you're spending money on things just kind of unconsciously and you don't realize that that's not what you really want to be spending your money on because right. five years from now you want to buy that hunting property and mm-hmm. that's dollars that are getting wasted that could be getting saved for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you don't see it like daily because, you know what I mean? Like how easy is it to just spend, especially today, $100 on yeah. something that mm-hmm. is meaningless to you? Yeah, dude. It says if we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and re- real. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is this kind of funny? You were just making a comment that you're in your 20s. You're going to be fine, right? I'm fine. (laughs) So we met, I was in my like low 20s when we met, right? Like 24, 25, something like that. 23. Yeah, you were younger than I am now, which is just crazy to think about. That time went by like crazy fast. It's so easy, at least back then, to be like, oh, I don't need to worry about Dude, it's crazy. Like, what do I want to do when I'm 30 years old or whatever? I got time to think about that. Well... I'm 32 all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah and we don't, dude. Did you that does that does that stress you guys out thinking about that? Because that stresses me out, and that has to stress like people out thinking about how fast time goes. And then I'm like, wait, I didn't, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to, or like what I wanted to do. Like, what do I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. dude, 2022 was just here, and we're one sixth through right. 2023. I don't know. It's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, But I think if you tried to simplify what we're talking about, like what we have to do a good job of is just like if if everybody every year set goals, that would go a long way for solving what we're talking about, mm-hmm. I feel like. Because it starts with just knowing what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And very how clear about that it. to do. Like it's there's no reason that every human being walking this earth shouldn't have clear goals right now that they're trying to do. Yeah. But we just got to prioritize doing that time lock when you're going to do that. And if you work with a dash advisor, they make you do that. I think that you do a a great job, at least telling us, but like specifically in your life. Like I know when I talk to you, like your thing is you love, like one of your things that you love to do is go hunting with your friends and you make that a priority. Yeah, definitely more so than other people if they also had that mm-hmm. that same because that is a max your dash thing for you mm-hmm. and you make sure that gets done. Yeah, yeah, I would say I'm not the even the greatest like at doing what you're talking about, but yeah, no, like that's the thing, right? So once you're clear on what truly brings you joy and your core mm-hmm. values, right? Then what's next? What's the next step? Yeah, and it's like getting it on the calendar and are you like aligning your dollars to doing it the thing is most of these stuff these things that you're going to identify probably have some sort of financial cost yeah Mm -hmm. so like we we, gotta figure that out we i think talking about that is so good like i have those conversations um like aligning your um purchases with 
your values are what makes you happy Mm -hmm. because like that just backs into just if you did that you are the best budgeter you know what i mean Mm -hmm. what do you think about the question i'd love this question i'll ask clients in like the last couple of years Mm -hmm. when were you the happiest just no right or wrong answer just what what is the first thing that popped into your brain what were you doing i feel like if you answer that question then you can kind of probably learn a lot from it. Yeah. You know, like for me, if you ask me, it might be, I was on my hunting trip mm-hmm. with my buddies or whatever. Well, then the next thing is like, okay, well, why is that so important to you? Right. And you kind of like filter through that. And then the, the magic question come back to what your point here is when is it on the calendar when you're doing that again? Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you're going to truly be maxing your dash, you need to be intentionally scheduling when you're going to be doing those things that make you the happiest. Mm-hmm. You can't just be loose about it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, Mark, what does having a good financial plan have to do with this, though? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I brought it up a little bit earlier. It's like maxing your dash, those like the sarcastic, just just bought a yeah. something. Was uh, it a McLaren? McLaren. Yeah, just bought a McLaren and I'm maxing my dash. <laughs> it's not about being irresponsible or unintentional. It's the complete opposite. It's about being really responsible and intentional with those no, I, I actually say, like, I want you to spend more money just on the stuff that you actually right. want to spend on. Right. You know what I mean? Like, typical financial advisor. What's that someone, saying that, that we love? Oh, spend... Uh, extravagantly. Yeah. Exta- spend extravagantly on the stuff you love and cut relentlessly, mercilessly yeah. on the things on that the, you, don't. you don't. That was, like, rem, I think, remit. Remit Sadie. Yeah, yeah, he said that. No, that's that's exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because people think about financial advisors like, oh, he's, he's going to get me to... They're going to get me to save more money. It's like, I actually want you to spend more money just on the stuff that you actually want to spend on. Mm-hmm. You're going through a budget with a client. How much are they like, wait, where'd all this money go? I'm like, you should have $2,000 a month left over every month. They're like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, imagine if all their goals were, t- like, their savings for all their goals were taken care of and they were spending their money on exactly what they wanted to spend but had no money left over. Mm-hmm. That's like perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been trying to train myself to think about, like, is this thing I'm about to buy going to become clutter someday? Because if it is, then I don't, I should Yeah, I'm bad at it. Are you good I, at that? Guys, I might be way off track here. <laughs> How much different is this than the very simple concept of meal planning for the week? What do you mean? So, Sunday, you write out all the dinners you're going to make for the, the week uh-huh. versus each day figuring out what am I making for dinner tonight? And then that leads to you probably not, you know, spending your money on yeah. what you, how you would otherwise, or, you know, probably doing something irresponsible where I know since we've started doing that, it's, a, it's first off, it's like, takes a lot of stress off. Wait, like, you do that? Yeah. And we write it. Since when? It's probably been about a month or so. Um, really? And it's, it, dude, it's like a huge stress relief when I literally, it's up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the dinners are all written there already and you know what, yeah. what you have to do. And we do the grocery shopping on Sunday for mm-hmm. all those meals at, at the very least Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Not going to be perfect about it all seven days of the week. Not to mention, I like to do a little bit of dining out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's almost, it's kind of similar to that. Like where if you, if you don't take the time to set your goals, to think about what's really important to you. And right. you just keep going through life. All that ends up happening is you spend your money and time on things that you that maybe some of them were what right. they should have been. Right. But a lot of times it's like that you just yeah. brought the I should have two thousand dollars a month left. 
the reason why you don't is because you you don't have artic you haven't articulated right. like, what what am I supposed to be spending it, my money on, dude? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a really good analogy. So I don't know, it, and it, then it also leads just by taking the time, an hour, not even probably a half hour, it eliminates so much. Like not, it's not like a, it's not like a major pain point or stress or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it does relieve that. Like it's one less thing to have to think about. And it would, I would assume, be the same thing from a financial planning perspective. It's like, all right, I, these are the things that I'm doing this year, so I'm not doing these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's real now. It's really simple. You don't, you're not thinking about like anything. Like, I'm doing these four trips with my kids this year, whatever it is. Yeah, it's already planned out, thought about. That's where the yeah. dollars are going. We're not doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And it's just so much easier. It's out of sight, out of mind. Now go back to whatever. Focus on yeah. You whatever you're doing, working time with your kids, whatever it is. Yeah. Is it, it's kind of crazy how people, <clears throat> um, how people think like the stuff that they don't care about, they're doing first. And then whenever they have leftover time, yeah. they're trying to do the stuff that makes them happy. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I finally have time on the, the calendar yeah, to go hang out. My, time left. Finally have time on the calendar to go see my family or my and, friends. And here's the other thing you, you wake up and you, you wake up when you start your day, like, I like to compare myself to my cell phone. I got a full battery charged, right? But then every decision you make in the day, even including like what clothes am I going to wear, is is taking a little bit down on that battery. By the time you get to the point where you're going to do something for your own yeah. joy, your battery is probably on red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you don't like it's. We should be doing the opposite. It right. should be like I'm going to start with a full battery doing the things that are going to yeah. make me the happiest, and then I'll yeah. use the rest of my battery on other things. Mm -hmm. People are going to be listening to this and be like, you know, I'm going to call into work today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do something for no, me. But, but that's like a, that's a good point, Steve. Because and Mark, you bring up the point about like do, it's people joke about like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to buy a McLaren on Max and my dash. You have you have to prioritize and. It, it does mean that you might have to make sacrifices what like to get to where you're ultimately getting to mm -hmm. like the the point the takeaway here shouldn't be call into work today don't work and do something for yourself if you need to be working to get to where you're ultimately trying right. to go the point is what are your priorities what is what is going to bring you real joy what are your like, priorities what is and then what is going to bring plan you to make it happen? real joy and like then you make a and plan, then, right? And then you got to what's your plan to make it happen? Like, mm -hmm. And so like you're you're bringing and up the meal planning. Then you make a plan, right? And then you an got example track it though. Becoming so like you're you're bringing up the meal like, plan, how you eat and spend your money. Mm -hmm. It's no different, mm -hmm. you know. It, like when you have goals and you do you plan out the year, it creates better focus, and better focus leads to better decisions, and better decisions lead to mm -hmm. better outcomes in mm -hmm. life. So, but it's why do you guys think, like Mark? Why do you think people will meal plan, but they don't life plan? Uh, well, I mean, I would, I would just like right out of the, off the top of my head, meal planning is something you could easily do on your own. I would say you can mm -hmm. like pretty much anyone can do that. Like, I mean, Steve, you figured out a diet plan with pizzas, right? Like <laughs> anyone can How many kind days of in think row? about meal planning. I think a lot of times the majority of people need a facilitator to life plan yeah like they're it's hard for i would say it would even be hard for like me to sit down with Lindsay and ask her mm -hmm. like really serious goal questions even though she's my wife like right it's even a little bit awkward like i might even laugh during, you know what i mean like it's, yeah so it's, it's having someone else asking those questions 
is probably the most effective way to getting it done and forcing that to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to push it off if you're just like, hey, yeah. honey, we're going to talk about this tonight. Yeah. Well, I'm tired now. We're, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it, it, where it's like scheduled with someone else facilitating right. it. Yeah. I um, agree. And I think after you do it a couple of times, then you, and we could probably create it if we don't already have a guide for this, but we should. Um, mm-hmm. To be able to routinely do this a couple times a year on your own. The month of finance meeting. I yeah. think, I think also, do you think it's because like meal plan, people will meal plan, but they don't life plan because. When you're meal planning, you're just looking at this week, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm gonna go to the grocery store, I'm gonna buy food, uh-huh. and I'm like, Tuesday comes two days from now, and like, it's immediate gratification of what you're doing. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, the, a lot of the stuff we're talking about is, ten years from now, yeah. if you do all the right things, you'll mm-hmm. have what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's gotta be. It's hard so hard for, for humans real. to think like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's only gotten worse too, as like <laughs> yeah. society is advanced to like you I mean, want you're stuff talking now. About finance is causing depression. Part yeah. of that problem is because you, it's so easy now to see what everyone else has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so it's in your face actually, nonstop. It's like, yeah. zero sum games. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yep. Positive sum games. Only. Yeah. Well, dude, this comes back to we have this written down here, like. This is definitely, we do financial planning and it, this like goes hand in hand with financial planning, but max or dash is like a way of life for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I I say this all the time, dude, but like the way that I interact, like the biggest, the biggest change that I know, I mean, obviously the three of us, I'm on a different point in my life than, than you guys <laughs> with like kids and stuff, but I am like, I make it so much more of a priority just because of this poem and we talk about it to talk, like I spend a hundred times more time with my parents than I used to. Just you know what I mean? A lot more now, yeah. It's like so. I'm so intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Like that is just what. Like I, I think that that alone is just so powerful. Like I, it, I think, yeah. And I think one of the things I know you and I have talked about this before. If you're so, I just said a second ago that I think part of the issue why people don't do it is because it's not like immediate gratification. If you really want to bring the accountability up on making every week count Mm -hmm. a helpful exercise. It's kind of a morbid exercise is to literally calculate how much time you have left. Like if you could take, Mm -hmm. if the average person lives until age 82, you can Mm -hmm. count, you can calculate based on how old you are, how many hours you have left. Yeah. And that starts to really increase your focus. And then if you want to take it even further, Mark would lose his mind if he did that. (laughs) You want to take it even further. This will get people really awake is, how many hours does your dad have left yeah. or your mom or mm-hmm. your grandparents? Mm-hmm. You know, when you start to think about it in that sense, yeah, it really brings, I think, home like, oh, shit, like I need to prioritize this yeah. better. Yeah. that Dude, I saw a, a video online. I think it was a TikTok. Like, like there's this, this is too much for me. But a guy, he was like showing his morning routine and he has a giant sharp calendar on his wall all with little boxes and he crosses out a box for like, he has all the boxes out for how many weeks he's going to live. And he crosses out a box when a week is done. Oh. And then he sees like the last box of his, his life expectancy, which is like what you're saying of like, you don't want to like scare yourself in that sense. But if you can start thinking like, it's so crazy how the dash, it's just like so small, but that's like your life and you have to take it like, you only have a limited amount of time. You only have a limited amount of time. Yeah. And it, everything that you're going to accomplish in your life starts with a thought in your head. 
And so we need to do a better job as humans thinking harder about what you want to do in your life. Like that's just the most important stuff. Mm-hmm. So just one of the, do that. I would say like one of the biggest parts of that is also the figuring out what you need to start saying no to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm terrible. Terrible. At you are no. bad at doing that. Yeah. Really, really bad at that. That's got to take my own lesson there. Start saying no to more things and yeah, whoa, dude, we just find be more, more intentional. Mm-hmm. Dude, that I lo- we haven't talked we haven't talked about that Nate, but that social that battery thing is so like such a perfect analogy to think about when you're talking about like like what do, what do you have energy for to do and the way mm-hmm. people like really think about it the opposite way like they give all the energy to the stuff they don't care about and then their battery is like gone yeah and they don't end up doing anything they want yep let me let me lay this out for you guys give me your let's let's round table this. What do you think would happen to a human's life if every year in January they did some sort of goals exercise? Like, where do I want to be in 10 years? Where do I want to be in five years? What do I want to accomplish this year? Some sort of goals exercise. And then they had a monthly standing meeting with themselves where they reflect and they ask themselves three questions. All right, I'm going to give them to you. What really matters right now in my life and are my big goals still aligned with this? Are my current systems aligned with my big goals? And what do I need to cut from my life to progress more efficiently? So it's kind of getting to where you're at. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I need to cut out? If you set goals every year and then monthly had check-ins with yourself where you just answered those simple questions, Mm -hmm. which maybe is just like an hour. What was the first one? What What really matters right now in my life and are my big goals still aligned with this? Um, I feel like if you, that's the, that's the magic sauce is like you set goals and then you have the reflection every month. Mm -hmm. And if you actually do that, how do you not grow exponentially Mm -hmm. over time? And how controllable is that Mm -hmm. for everybody to be doing? That's what I always think about is like, but again, it comes back to like, sure, it's easy for us to talk about, but we've been in this world for like 15 years of surrounded in an environment of goal setting. Most Mm -hmm. people... If I'm an engineer at, you know, some company, like, am I getting this kind of training or, or like that, that needs to be taught everywhere mm-hmm. in my opinion. But what oh, are your guys man. thoughts on that? We've spent thousands of dollars and hours on it mm-hmm. and people, yeah. other people have invested that <laughs> too. It's, it's not like a, that's just the career that we're in, but that's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, what, sorry, what'd you ask? What was that? Well, like, what are your thoughts on just that process? Annual goal planning monthly check-ins to reflect on using those three questions i mean it definitely would work <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's the same i think it's the same thing as if you implement the monthly finance meeting well, definitely is going to work definitely going to work dude yeah. the friction comes from that because like yeah it's a no-brainer it's all in your control you just do that you're gonna you're gonna grow the the friction is that you have to do it a lot over time mm-hmm. you're not going to see results like going to the going to the gym. Yeah. You're not going to see results overnight. That's why people stop because they hit a wall or something happens. Mm-hmm. And that is literally where time. the friction comes from. How like do you people... stay the course? Discipline. Accountability. Ooh. A partner. A partner. Mm-hmm. What about me then? I'm just by myself. <laughs> you just got to find go. an accountab- accountability partner. <laughs> you, got, you, you guys got the out. dash team. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, right? Those two things. Discipline, accountability. Yeah. No, I think there's some small percentage of humans out there that just can do this on their own and they're just so driven and whatever. Yeah. The Elon Musk of the world, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of us do need a partner and accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think it'd be a, what a great idea it would be if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to do this yeah. to find someone else that wants to do this too. And like hold each other accountable to the monthly check-ins, do them together. I don't care. <clears throat> it's so important. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, well, take us a. Can you take a deep dive into you and Nicole's monthly finance meeting? <laughs> I love how he says that. I texted my wife yesterday. I was like, we haven't talked about goals in a while. We we got to do that tonight. <laughs> yeah. No full full disclosure. The reason I did that is that um, hopefully she, she might. I don't know. If she'll listen to this. So, but she's been just swamped with work. Yeah, and stressed and whatever. And I was thinking about. It. I'm like, you know. I don't know if she has clear goals. Like I'm always doing this stuff for myself. It's just yeah. part of my nature. So that's why I was like, we need to do yeah. that. Because I think you'll go through the shit a lot better if you feel like you have a compelling vision. Yeah. If you're missing the compelling vision and then your job is stressful or stuff's going on in your life that's stressful, that's where it's really hard. You can get through it when you feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing it for. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think that was helpful for her to be thinking about like, okay, that's... You're right. Like I gotta, I gotta keep grinding. The, mm-hmm. I'm in the hardest part of life right now. We got a one year old. I've been breastfeeding. We've been raising a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm working really hard. But what's the big picture? Where are we going in five years, yeah. ten years? Mm-hmm. How hard is it to stay focused and motivated mm-hmm. through those shitty? It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, and then I think it compounds, right? Income like the financial mm-hmm. meeting, monthly finance meeting. Oh, that'll keep you. That'll keep you focused. Yeah. No. See, so. so the monthly finance meeting, you should incorporate like goal reflection. Yeah, into that. like we do that. Right. So, did I answer your question or no? No. Well, yeah, you did. Like, I mean, <clears throat> to what Nate's saying, like, we're really lucky that we're exposed to this all the time. But like, if you like, you might contrary to popular belief, I don't want to be here eight hours a day. <laughs> I don't want to. But it, it certainly it's it makes it a lot easier knowing like I'm doing this for this many hours a day of the week or whatever mm-hmm. it is because here's what I'm going for or here's what I'm mm-hmm. working towards. But if you don't, if you don't have that and you're, mm-hmm. you know, right. couple, let's say a married couple working a couple a couple jobs, you know, you're working jobs for whatever, whoever, don't have the time just like none of us have the time where we say we don't have the time. Mm-hmm. You're never thinking about those goals. You're just, it's so easy to just com- get caught up and complain nonstop mm-hmm. about work, about everything. Because mm-hmm. you just don't even know what you're. Why are you going through all this shit for what? What's the, why am I doing this? Yeah, there must be some part of our brain, like the the animal brain of ours, that for some reason it's more fun to bitch and complain together than it is to set goals. You together get a dopamine rush from complaining, dude. <laughs> dude, really? You do. Yeah, I was Isn't watching a video wild? on this. You get a dopamine rush from complaining. That's mm-hmm. why, like, people will say, like, if their friends are, it does feel good. If your friends complain to you, like, if my friends complain to me, I start like kind of putting them in their place instead of like being like, oh no, it's gonna be okay. Like you, like you, it, there's a thing behind that. I will say it's less. It doesn't. It. I don't know necessarily know if I love like hearing the complaints or listening mm-hmm. to the complaints, but getting mm-hmm. it out feels good. Wait, getting it out feels great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. But I, what I was trying to get at is it's funny how, like, we all will do that. Mm-hmm. We'll all complain and do that together, but yeah, we don't, we <laughs> don't, don't talk about all the great things and goals. And oh, my God. Kim saw together. something yesterday. This this person, I can't remember. It might have been, like, a football analyst or something like that, posted, like, remember when what you have right now was what you were working towards or what you were excited to yeah. where you were excited to be. But like when you're in that moment, you're like still finding all the reasons to complain about what yeah. your current situation. And like it you know, like it definitely at one point I was like, 
really motivated to get to where I'm at today. And it's really easy to lose sight of like, this was a goal of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. And I would say like, we're, we're sitting here talking about it. Like we're just amazing experts at this and it's easy. Like it isn't even for me. Like I, it's, I do it, but like, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm, it's something you work at. And Mm -hmm. hopefully the biggest takeaway here is like that we all recognize we have a limited amount of time on earth and if we're going to maximize that time, we need to get real clear on our priorities and our goals and what that compelling vision is, and then have a plan yeah. to do it, have accountability to do it, and maintain financial security along the way because if money stress is the worst stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say this, find what makes you happy and then do whatever you have to do to do as much of that as possible. Mm-hmm. That's it. <clears throat> and it's not, I think, I think some people listening to this, they're going to say, I'm too young to care about this, or I'm too old to care about this, or too, it's too late to do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, Neither yeah. one of those things are true. Definitely, if you're young, like, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I would say, like, again, if you're, if you're on the older side of things, like, by far, not even close to right. too late to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I would, and we see it with older clients that are retiring, and now they're they're transitioning to living off their life savings, and they have a real hard time spending mm-hmm. money. Like we help our clients spend money. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. I actually, I literally say that. Yeah. Um, I think we do. We talked about like a lot of good stuff. Um, do you think people understand what, what we the mean dash by is? Max or dash, dude. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dash Capital Advisors. I mean, we are. That is, dude. The poem. Yeah. If you, I, I would. If you guys have listened all the way through, go and read the poem. It's literally called "The Dash" by Linda Ellis. If you're thinking about, you've listened to this episode and you're like, you know what, I really want to do mm-hmm. what Nate is saying. Go read the poem first. Mm-hmm. If you read the poem and you don't want to do this even more, like the, it's like a, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's one other thing that we haven't talked about that's going through my mind right now is like, it's okay if you don't, if you're not a big goals person, mm-hmm. like some people kind of struggle to like have goals. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like one of the things that we do that provides a ton of value is like helping that person still get clarity on where they're headed in their mm-hmm. life. And then I feel like when they have access to that information, then they can start to maybe set more meaningful goals. Like mm-hmm. how many people, Mark, have you met with in your career where you ask them when they want to retire and they say, I don't know, 65 mm-hmm. sounds about right. Yeah. Now we have the tools to be able to show them quickly, are you on track to do that? Oh, wow, I'm, I'm actually in way better shape than I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, when do you, What knowing that now, what's a more meaningful thing for you to mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. You know, and when that's another thing that people struggle with with this topic is like not having access to the tools to know what path they're on yeah. to then set more meaningful goals. Yeah. Hmm. That's all I got. Dude, some people aren't, that, that's a good point. I think of people right now that aren't really like goal people. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah but I mean, I think that you, like I, I'm thinking of a specific client that have been a client for at least two years, maybe three. So we've gone through each year an updated goal setting meeting and the progress, like how much it's changed by having done it two or three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Like the depth of those goals has significantly changed round three versus mm-hmm. round one yeah, that's of awesome. doing it. And it's kind of cool to see that. And I think we've maybe talked about this before, but I think a lot of times when you 
have people tell you what their goals are. You ask people what their goals are. A lot of times it's like a, all right, retirement's one of them. Then there's maybe some things they want to buy. There's very, it's, it doesn't happen very often where it's like experiences that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's the, like the Disney trip. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I hear that from 90% of parents. The birthday trip. Yeah. It's like some of that stuff comes in there, but there's a lot, a lot more of like buy a new car. Mm-hmm. Big financial purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not a whole lot of like, I want to go live in the woods, woods for Dude. 10 days off the, off the grid with my family and not be able to Dude, talk to anyone. That else. makes me think like, Max, your dash moment to me can be like so small too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, you said earlier, it's it's a way of life. Tell me, tell tell our listeners more what you meant by that. Like I definitely think that financial planning is intertwined with this, but the way that you make decisions for your life can totally be related back to Max your dash. Like mm-hmm. every deci- every important decision you make and string together. If you think about Max Your Dash while you're doing that, you will live the life that you want. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's a big, it's a, it, it is a way of life. It's a mindset. Like when you start, if you, if you really start to think about it more and more and more, you'll probably, it, we joked about this some days, like where you might be just driving and you see something beautiful. Yeah. You know, like you're just noticing more yeah. positive things yes. in your environment. Yeah. And then that. It's all a compounding thing, yeah. and it starts to turn it. And then it's funny how I I believe in this, like this law of attraction thing, where the more positive you're thinking 100%. about stuff, dude, then all of a sudden you get the raise at your job, or yeah. this offer comes your way, or something dude. amazing happens uh-huh. in your life. I feel like that has happened to me so many times in my life. Yeah, because of, you're you're looking for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less noise when you're focused right. and you know like you're really intentional and you're focused on like these are the things that are important to me this is how i'm going to spend my time and money right mm-hmm. and like there's just not so many other things bouncing around out there because i don't i don't know what i want there's yeah. so many things that i could want and that's mm-hmm. overwhelming too yeah um but we you know we talked about the clear and compelling um vision and goals for your life with a plan that part's really important that's step one is having the clear right. and compelling yeah. compelling vision and goals yeah. but you have to have a now you have to build a plan for it mm-hmm. yeah I just think it's so cool that Max Your Dash moments can be you're getting engaged or having kids, or it could be me, me and Mark riding on Nate's gator in the backyard. <laughs> that's a, that is a Max Your Dash moment. You know what I mean? Like, I love, I just, what that, if, that's awesome. What if you, like, Mark has got, he's talking about the meal plan for the week. Like, I have the same thing in my house, like a chalkboard Monday through Friday, what we're going to eat. What if you also had a chalkboard in your kitchen that is like, what what are we doing for ourselves this week? Right. You know, like what's our, what are the max or dash moments we want to create this week? Yeah. Like no mm-hmm. one's doing that. You know, when we like we kind of like laugh at Nate when he comes up like with those ideas for the oh, whole yeah. team, but kids has humans like, oh. should be doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like when he says that, it's like yeah. what is this guy doing? <laughs> what is like this is what goes on in his head. The wheel of life. Right. Like man, he wants the chalkboard of what he wants to do for himself, and he's like legitimately okay. giving. I'm making a dash capital chalkboard and i'm gonna sell them to our listeners and you guys ain't getting shit out of that <laughs> i love that yeah that please tell me okay yeah we're good i'm a little worried that mark's mic's not working why no it's talk mark mic check it's fine you, he he literally just the got first one? yeah it was the, i think yeah i'm the last one <laughs> hello sorry that oh gosh hopefully that's not too loud i think that's good Do you think guys. we covered it i think we covered it i, I mean this is great yep. what do you think mark feel good you hey, feel good i gotta use the restroom all right. Um, well, real quick, this is going to be, I've been thinking about Dash Capital on YouTube. 
This is where if you are watching this, you're probably watching this on Dash Capital on YouTube. You can listen to this on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or on Anchor. Everything's in our Instagram and Facebook. Um, but we'll be posting like a lot of short form content of this stuff on our Instagram as well. So follow us at Dash Capital Advisor. Anything else? Um, we are going to be like a big goal of us. Ours is if you guys love the dash, which we love, like this is, we all have hats like this and we really want to make it a goal, or at least that's what I'm hearing of like having more stuff for our clients and people like from apparel side of stuff. Cause you get flashed at the camera. That's all Nate wears. You got anything? Not today. No, Not today. but usually that's, that's pretty much what, you know, so the uniform. Yeah. The uni, <laughs> um, anything else to add guys? Okay. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Thank you guys for tuning in to our first video episode of the Max Your Dash podcast, and we will catch you in the next one. Securities offered through Securities America Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Security America Advisors Inc. Dash Capital Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.